Welcome to a special Sunday brunch edition with the PGF Insiders. That's us. We're me. Uh, we're missing Maggie though. He's traveling though. A puss. I can't make it. I'm traveling. Ah. Anyway, uh, yesterday BMAC uh, was at the Chicago Open, uh, ADCC Chicago Open, and we saw that he extended an invite to what is it? Cam Cameron Heard. Do you want me to to, to yeah, share? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's share it. Pardon, pardon we, pardon listen, me. no offense to Cam Heard. I've never heard of him, but you know, no, you, you can't keep up with everybody that him? competes. Yeah, I've never heard of you, bro. But listen, now we do, so we're gonna talk about you and stuff. Uh yeah. So Cam X heard. Uh so Egg was doing a little cyber stalking as we're supposed to be doing. Because okay. this is what we do, you know, we, we try to figure these guys out so we can have them on and talk a little bit to them and, you know, just find out who the PGF athletes that are coming in are. And uh, Egg found out that this dude is apparently some uh, awesome wrestler, right? Mm-hmm. From where? Silverback Nova. So Northern Virginia. Okay. Because um, I also, uh, I heard BMAC yesterday when he was doing the man on the street stuff. Uh, talking to him and, and, you know, and also talking about how he has really good wrestling and how he's now part of the PGF. So, well, I mean, um, obviously we see from his pictures, he's a purple belt because all purple belts are required to uh, show the plumage on their, the rash guards as much as possible. Um, is that, is that right? It, uh, are you taking a shot at purple belts, bro? I think it's man law. I think it's man law. I don't know. Listen, I, mean, I don't, I don't wear like purple stuff. Brother, when, when I, mean, I, I do have belt, some, but I will have a robe of purple that I will wrap myself in before <laughs> before freaking practice. Uh, <laughs> and walking in, going like, "Woo!" There you go. There you go. <laughs> Make it a dream. Uh, uh, but let, you said this guy not, was like dressing like crazy at the ACC. I mean, look at the dude; looks jacked a little bit. Uh, let, let's, yeah, let's try not to put a lot of his stuff out there. If people want to go and see his, you know, okay. Instagram. I, I just wanted to look at the at the bio and stuff. But you know, hey, listen, welcome to the family, dude. You know, uh, hopefully we'll 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 see you shine. Because I mean, he apparently he was doing good at the open yesterday. I I don't know what happened because once B Mac, you know, went off the air, I I went back to what I was doing. You know, I was just actually listening. I wasn't even watching what what he was doing. I was listening while I was working, and uh, and I heard it. So I kind of stopped for a moment, looked, saw who the guy was. I'm like, oh, okay, new guy, perfect. Yeah. So it seems like uh, we're, we're going to be doing more of an invite type of thing right now because we only have what two qualifiers left. Yeah, just Los Angeles point. and Huntsville. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, so I mean. I think part of that is just uh, an operation of uh, the commissioner, you know, Brandon McCatherine. He's just so busy. I mean, he is in demand. These ADCC opens, uh, they sent him to, you know, Kazakhstan. I mean, <laughs> he, he is a man of the world now. So trying to trying to get a whole bunch of qualifiers up there, it, it's rough. But uh, yeah, you know, so that, that I just told him because yeah. yeah, I mean, if you if you look at it, he's he's on EBI, he's on CJJ. He's on flow grappling. He did ADCC. He did the UFC Invitationals. I mean, he's becoming like the voice of jujitsu on these high-end tournaments. He's, you know, and he's young, so he can do this for another 30 years. So he's going to be the voice of a generation, you know? So completely agree. And he's so good at just breaking it down for the casuals and, and the practitioners as well. Um, you know, just has that everyman voice, you know, a little Southern drawl, not real bad, you know? Don't don't hey, hurt me. I, I think that's what's most appealing about him. <laughs> well, again, you know, he, he's got a little bit of the southern accent going on, but it, but it's not crazy. Uh, again, it's just every man, but he's like so knowledgeable, has so much of the background. He, he's he, yeah, he's amazing. It's awesome, uh, and that. But but sadly for the PGF, that means his talents are needed all over the place, so he can't do that many qualifiers. But but that just means, hey, if you want to be a part of this thing, show up to the ones that he set up. <laughs> I mean, he put one in LA. So anyone in the, in the, uh, in the West coast, you know, uh, Dude, there, 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 there are so many spots, you know, from HQ from, you know, all the way down and up 
you know, all those guys can just make it a day, take a trip to HQ. Mm-hmm. And hey, if you're in the weight class, just throw down. Let's go. Let's do this. Oh, I want to see some need, freaks in there. There better be some we need, freaks. We need some West Coast flavor too. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, all these guys, most of them are, you know, Southeast, right? We got a, we got a few from, from what? Colorado and I, where's Cam Hurt from? I don't even know where he's from. Uh, Northern Virginia. Okay, so still so southeast, uh, like like, like Conway, you know, Texas. Uh, so yeah. so we so we've had uh, in the past. Uh, Anakin, I think he's Colorado. He is. He is Westminster. Yes. Oh, Boulder. look who it is! It's our boy Chris. There you go. What is up, my dude? Referee for the PGF, South Dakota, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, who? So right, Anakin's from Colorado. Correct. Kamoy from Texas. So right. yeah, we need, we need, we need, we need some of that West Coast flavor too. Come on, everybody. Just if you if you're in the weight class, just jump in. Let's yeah, go. Let's do remember this. Remember, we had Isaac Cordova from California yeah. for last season. Unfortunately, he got hurt. Yeah. So such a bummer. And then he came out. And one CGJ, so that was phenomenal. Uh, what we knew, he was amazing. I mean, we were yeah. putting targets on his back for that last season, but no, exactly. you were you were putting targets on his back, not not we. You. Well deserved, well deserved, <laughs> proven right. I think proven right. So uh, you know, a bummer, but I think easy to say that we're all very excited to see what happens at HQ. Uh, that qualifier should be lit. Let's not forget Huntsville too, you know, because David Evers came oh, out of, of Huntsville. And, uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so. just saying, like, like we were saying a second ago. I mean, HQ opens up a whole other coast. Right. I mean, there's so much California, you know, experience, you know, practitioners out there. Uh, like I said, I I, I want to see some freaks show up for sure. Um, you know, maybe some West LA Einstein's people. Who knows? Uh, there's just just a lot of goodness. So. Damn right. That dude is awesome, man. I mean, and he spelled with two A's, not two C's, but yeah, I got you, bro. (laughs) And he was recon, so he kicks butt. Yeah. So just remember that one. Dova Dog. There you go. Like, sometimes I forget his real name because I just just call him Dova Dog, you know? It's a good handle, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, And I'm like, wait, that's not his real name. And I'm like, I have to go back. And I'm like... What the fuck is his name? And, and I always relate him to Stackhouse. So that's how I re- re- remember his name. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Wallow, you don't call me by my real name when we're out, like personally. It's I, mean, I always call you Egg. I, I know, but I mean, <laughs> to the point. Yeah. Anyway, um, what do we, we talk about Cam Heard. So welcome to the fam. Uh, another thing that I saw yesterday uh, while the, well, Heard. You know, I was typing away. Um, was uh, BMAC talking to Sean Applegate about the possibilities of having uh, Randy Roden back for season five? Uh, somebody mentioned, well, can he make weight? Listen, dude made 170 pounds. So, yeah, 185 pounds should be no problem. But I don't know if he's available or what. So we don't know if if the dumped, uh, the dump truck. <laughs> Is available. So uh, I'll just hop in for a second. Wallow, uh, I was there when he made 170. Sorry, the coffee. Holy crap. 185, much better for him because 170, uh, my man looked like Skeletor. It was, it was, it was rough. Yeah, but he was for like five minutes. And he's a wrestler, you know, D1, Duke, you know, blue blood wrestler. So he, he, he's about that life. He, He knows how to do it. Um, and 185 again, that's 15 extra pounds that he doesn't have to cut. So yeah, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure. Good. Uh, it would be amazing to see him. Cause like any, anytime he's on the mats at the PGF, it is electric. You're just waiting for somebody to, to be hit with the earth as Miggy would say. Well, not only that, I mean, you also have Cam who's a wrestler. Then you have Kevin Cheryl, like any, any, ma- any, you know, mixture of those three, just, just, it's going to be a good match. Well, we just had Jacob uh, on here yesterday. That was all about his wrestling as well. I mean, and, and, and as we pointed out, like Sawyer had no fear Matt, of going. Matt Elkins, another wrestler. 
Oh, and that, you know he wants to get that back a little bit after he got a little pop season what's two. That? You know, he's like, no, you're not now popping my knee this time. Oh yeah. Oh, Man. he had that, that, that double over uh overhook, you know, uh suplex. Yeah. Remember that? I did. I do. Yeah. That was, <laughs> you you always bring it up. Like almost like you got something against Matt Elkins. I don't know. You're talking about that was just a sweet stupid. Elgin's in his interview. He's like, you know, I just saw this majestic afro. It's like the world is shifting. <laughs> it was a great interview too. I mean, I think we all enjoyed it. Listen, I think I think more more than than his grappling. I'm looking forward to him getting on the mic because that dude needs to be on a mic no matter what he's doing. You know, is whether he's competing, coaching, or or commentating. I mean, he's hilarious. You're talking about Matt. It's almost, it's almost like uh, what was his name? The other guy, uh, jo- Joey Buttersmooth and Matt Elkins. They should have a show. That w- that would be a good show. So yes, I, I really enjoyed uh, Buttersmooth. <laughs> You're like, uh, maybe. Well, no. no. So I have a limited aperture of Joey Buttersmooth. I mean, obviously, he has a podcast. I've watched a little his bit. His personality of- is no, no, it's, it's great. Good. I just, I just don't have the much exposure to him individually i mean i got, I got him at the adc uh, adcc open and phoenix with with bmac where he, you know essentially you know got almost got the invite there um and then i've, I've, I've cyrus talked him a little bit for his podcast that's kind of fun um just like you know interaction i don't have as much uh whereas matt elkins gold like solid gold so many times pgf uh elkins wednesdays or whatever the heck it was called um <laughs> Um, yeah, I, th- not, I think let's not forget block 12. Of course, block of course. 12 was epic. It was, it was. And I remember Jake saying like, I thought that leg was messed up. Cause he like used it to hop over him to get his back. <laughs> A little uh, yeah. I forgot where we're going. We're talking about At some point we're going to talk about the roster, but, uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we diverted. Wrestling. We started talking about every, Oh, Randy wrote. And so Randy wrote and we, Hey, listen, uh, if you're available, you know, we would kind of love to see you back, bro. I'm just saying, I mean, I think you'd be a great addition to the roster, especially season five, who's going to be amazing. And, and then the finale is going to be in your hometown of Atlanta. So it's not, it's not like we're pleading with you to, you know, to take an invite. It's just like, just think about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You got more to gain than lose. Well, I mean, remember, Am I right? season two, He'd only been uh, grappling for a year. Yeah. Just a year. He had just got his blue belt. You know, so by season three, that's like another eight months. Uh, I mean, now, you know, he's, Bro, he's, 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 he's in a room full of killers. You got Elijah. You got Chase Hanna. Uh, Brian Aiken. Kevin Buring. And, and, and Randy Roden in the same room. So for the fans out there that might not be tracking, I mean, uh, Randy Roden um, was a, a Duke, uh, you know, Division one wrestler. Uh, he's out of scramble uh, jujitsu and wrestling originally out of Rome, Georgia. Uh, he was, he is their wrestling instructor. He still is according to the website. Uh, but now he is uh, at least cross training with 10th planet Atlanta, Sean Applegate, uh, you know, the evil genius of the BGF, uh, the, the coach that it always brings it. Um, and as, as Wallace said, all those killers are on those mats. And so you, I mean, we already saw, um, him start adding, you know, leg locks in season three. So with those killers, like what else has he added uh, to his arsenal? I mean, we saw in season two, all the competitors are saying, don't teach this guy anything. He is so scary. So it would be amazing to see what he's, what he's all about uh, if he comes back for season five. Yeah. And, and, you know, we love Randy, but I also have a question though. We mentioned our boy Chase Hanna. What's going on with Chase Hen? That's my question. You know, because we don't see him compete no, no, that much. You know, is he coaching? Is he... Listen, he had a great match at the finale last season. You know, one of those super fights or super matches, however you want to call it. Please don't kill me because I called it a super fight. Yeah. Anyway, he had a, 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 a featured match. How about that? Is, does that sound better? Featured. Okay. He okay. had a featured match at the finale. And... And dude's got it. Come on. Like, he's so good. Like, I- I'm wondering why wasn't he av- uh, available for season, you know, for the 170? I-, I-, I don't know. I don't I don't know a whole lot about Chase Hanna. 
other than that, the lore is that that's how Elijah came to be under Sean Applegate was that he went down the Gulf Shores, uh, kind of talking some smack, and Chase Anna just showed him what's up. Uh, and, and that was that was so long ago. That was like 2016, if I recall correctly. Uh, Elijah was so young. I mean, I got but listen, that's the lore. Super pro man, we were all still impressed, even though he lost on that live stream or whatever. We're like impressed that this dude drove from where he drove to to basically challenge Chase, and you know, and that's how they became all homies. And look at him now, man. Oh, I'm never gonna take anything away from the champ. I mean, Elijah's our hoist, got it. I'm just saying, if Chase Hannah has been the man, or at least like super legit since like 2015, uh, to your point. Why are we not seeing him more? Pardon me. Uh, you know, maybe maybe he doesn't want to compete. Maybe he doesn't care to compete. I don't, I don't know. But I would love to see him in this thing. He is so freaking good, you know. But that's a, that's a different topic. We can just move on to the roster. The roster. The roster. Or the rooster, as I was calling it for like a couple of years. Every time you <laughs> posted, I'm like... Why does it say rooster? And I'm like, oh man, your vision is so fucked up. It's roster. <laughs> yeah, I I do need a a thicker prescription since like three years ago. But <laughs> hey, it is what it is. So we we got some uh, some returning folks, uh, especially you know the guy that is seen by many of us as the PGF king. You know yeah. Elijah, who's been on Champs the tear. Here. Yeah, that's right. I, I went to ADCC last year. Uh, and honestly, yeah, the, the, the whole ADCC thing was cool. But Elijah was also competing at high rollers. And to me, that was my highlight. Because, you know, I know those guys, you know. So, so I'm like, nah, man, this is, I'm going to take some pictures of this. And they came out pretty good, you know. Uh, and, and obviously, he did work. And it was a great night. You know, it was fun. But that, that was really the highlight of, of my trip was that I actually got to see a homie, you know, out of town in front of a bunch of people just do work and just come out victorious. Man, there is no greater feeling than that when you go to one of these fights or matches and you see your homies just come out and just, you know, destroy somebody or, you know, no offense to their opponents or whatever. You know, sure. I'm just saying I'm, I'm happy for my guy. I'm sure when you win, your your people are happy for you. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's just a good feeling. And, you know, I don't know any of the guys that were competing at ADCC. I know them because, you know, they're athletes that we most of us follow and shit. But they are I, don't know any, I, I don't know any of those guys personally. So, yeah, this guy I know. So, yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm getting a message. Okay, cool. Never mind. Uh, so, yeah, to me, that was... Sorry, I'm I'm on my Mac and I forgot to put the the silencer on, so all my messages are coming through. Um, so yeah, to me that, my wife too. That, that that was that was my highlight, man. That was so dope. You know, Sean was there, Yelva was there. You know, there was a guy chirping on the side of the cage, and, and, and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I, I felt like you don't talk bad about Elijah, motherfucker. Because he was chirping at, at, at Elijah inside the cage. Because Elijah said something about wanting that belt. I'm like, man, Elijah would just twist you up with like a pretzel, son. Yeah. And you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mean it with disrespect, but you know, I was hyped that I was there. I mean, even an outsider. I mean, like like Jacob Lamar yesterday said, "How do you attack this man? His guard is so good. His leg locks are so good." Uh, and we obviously we had to point him to like, well, you know, look at season two, Hunter Colvin, maybe he had the Rolling Kimura, maybe uh, we had that Sabatero match he had that after shoot was it like eight minutes that that other black belt found some way to pass the guard. I don't even remember what the heck it was, um, but just man. Yeah, that, that's a like, look, we, we, we know that he's <clears throat> not like indestructible and he can be beat, but it's fucking hard. It's yeah, not it ain't easy. You you're you're going to have to work for it and, 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 and you're going to have to be damn good because damn if good. you give, if you give this guy an inch, he's going to take a mile and he's going to choke you with that mile or he's going to fucking break your leg with that mile. Yeah. I, I, I'd be willing to bet hundred bucks. We see that patented triangle out two, three times. That setup he used in season one, season two, season three. Um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But Hey, listen, 
since since season one, there's a lot of footage of homie out there now. Like you have guys like Anakin studying him, you know. He and when he he's telling you, you know, his moves and stuff like that, you know, it's like, yeah, okay. They're they're trying to they're trying to figure out that puzzle. I agree, but I think Anakin, which is kind of weird, I think Anakin and his team are are somewhat the minority. Uh, I mean, look look at even Manning Leverett, the Manaconda. Uh, we asked him about like him checking out other people stuff like that. I'm like, nah, I don't really watch uh, jujitsu. I mean, I I still think that's somewhat the norm that that a lot of these competitors are still just practitioners and not scouting as much as you might think. I mean, don't don't be wrong. Probably the next thing we might talk about. I mean, you got to bet handsome Kevin Cheryl and his team are, are scouting like crazy. Um, and other veterans at the PGF, they 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 know what's up. Uh, but I think a lot of these guys are like, you know, let's uh, let's go uh, go see what happens. You know. Well, you know, I, I feel that even watching just a few matches, just so you can be prepared for what could possibly come, it's not a bad idea. Of course, I mean, I mean that. Yes, I mean you better scouting. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know why uh, if I'm going to join a competition and I happen to know who's going to be a part of it. I should be scouting all of them. Uh, and if I got a team, they should be helping me. No question about it. Uh, but we're already 22 minutes in. If we're going to get the whole roster, we better start moving. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's, let's. <laughs> Listen, we don't we don't have to talk about all the roster. We'll get to what we get to. You know, it is what oh. it is. The, the, the blog is out there. But yeah, yeah. I mean, let's let's we'll, we'll try to uh, get as many people in as we can. Speaking of Kevin Sherrill, you just mentioned him. Um, he's another guy returning, you know. Uh, and, and he's, he's, I believe he's training with, uh, Paul Argilla and, uh, and Sergio Ibarra and Ernesto Rivera LHM is, is, right. is the, kind of the title of their, their crew. And he says that has completely changed his game. Uh, you know, raise it up. Uh, I mean, those guys are, are like, have serious ADCC and EBI experience. Uh, I mean, two of them, are, I think are lawyers, which raw, good job. Yeah. Um, you know, so they're, they're I, saw, I saw him. I saw him on the stream yesterday. He was wearing, uh, I think he was like Reeboks or LA gear shoes or something like that. And uh, they were giving him a hard time. So uh, anyway, um, well, the, the point that handsome Kevin has also pointed out is that he he is all about cross training like crazy in the, the Atlanta area. I mean, he's, he's going to the America top team. He, he's going to other places. I mean, he's all over any any mat where he gain some new knowledge, some new experience, some other training partners. Uh, he's all about that. I mean, he's also training his own crew at the Not Bad Combat Club uh, over there at Executive Training Group um, facilities. So, I mean, I just have to think that he is, he's up to his game, right? Absolutely. That, I, mean, I mean, he's doing seminars, he's competing. I see him. I see him all over the place. So he's putting in that work. I haven't seen a lot of his stuff in the last month or so. So I don't know if he's just like laying low and just, you know, grinding yeah. for the season. But he, he made a bold prediction uh, last season finale when he said, uh, thank you, Brandon, for making that 185-pound belt for me. Oh, yeah. So with all these guys coming in now, is he going to live up to it? It's so funny because, like, he has – all this jujitsu experience, all these people he's training under, but we can't overlook the fact that like brother is a division one uh university in northern Iowa wrestler. Iowa friends, Iowa. Iowa's like legit wrestling. Uh so okay. he always has that to, to fall back upon. Uh so it and I, I think we I can safely say that also one of our favorites on the mic. So he, he's he's one thousand million, trillion, billion, quadrillion percent. Come on, bro. Dude, he's no good question. on the mic. Like, so I, I think I enjoy more his mic skills than his grappling. It's like, fuck his grappling. <laughs> and that, sir, is why you don't hop on the open mats during the season, whereas I do, and I get punished for all of our comments. So thank you. Hey, hey listen, you want, you, you want to play with the big boys? Sometimes you got to take big boy beatings, bro. Yeah, you know, all all your comments get imputed upon me, my friend. Hey, listen, I'll uh, I'll stick with the kids, bro. You know, they (laughs) when 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 they beat you, it doesn't hurt as bad. But anyway, uh, speaking of wrestlers, another wrestler. Come on, we talked about him a little bit earlier. Matt Elkins coming back. Come on, come on, come on, baby. Again, another. You know, obviously, 
he's an Elkins, so he's a state champion of wrestling in, in high school. Uh, parlayed that into a, a college. You program. cannot go to a Thanksgiving dinner if you're not a state champion. That is the rules at the Elkins house. And that's why all those boys are state champs because they want to have Thanksgiving dinner with their family. Sure. And then, and then obviously he, you know, after wrestling in college, went to straight blast gym uh, there in Beeham, I believe it was, uh, did MMA for a while. Uh, decided that wasn't for him. Transitioned to jujitsu. Um, and obviously congrats on, to him on his black belt. Yeah. Recently uh, promoted the black belt. Uh, we also saw him from season one. He was a regular season runner up. Uh, got that that insane chin strap, you know, front headlock game. Uh, obviously the the insane wrestling. Uh, but I think more important to everyone, uh, and we know the tenth line indicator like stalls almost, if you will, their promotions. Uh, people have been saying it's a it's a crime. He hasn't been like promoted to black belt for a long time. But I think you know just behind the scenes, the commissioner. Brandon McCatherine said that Matt Elkins is five times, five times the grappler uh, that he was in season two when we last saw him in the PGF. So five times Matt Elkins, scary. Yeah, for sure. So happy to have one of our boys back. He's one of my favorites also because he's great on the mic. Oh, yeah. Uh, another guy making a comeback, uh, Kimoy Anderson. And he's got some wrestling too, you know. We've seen him, you know, oh, no get down with the wrestling. Uh, he's all over the place. He's got competitions, seminars. He's got his own promotion now going. Main character, uh, jujitsu, mm -hmm. I believe is the name uh, yep. of his promotion. So the dude is busy. And he, he made a post yesterday that was so hilarious. Uh, if you guys follow him on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, just just, just follow him. He's, he's funny as fuck. Was it the going to Nagas, et cetera, before going into the, the big competitions? One? No, it was something else. I, I, oh, I'm okay. not going to put it out there, but it was, it was funny. Roger that. But yeah, okay, so he, he's making a comeback. And, and, and bro, listen, he went pretty deep into uh, season two. He, he made the, the finale, the, the, the final tournament. And he is a just constant competitor. We see him on fight to wins all the time. He is always active. And, and another thing to think about is that when we saw him in uh, season two, he was out of 10th Planet El Paso. He has since made the move to 10th Planet Austin, you know, the mecca of jiu-jitsu right now. So he's in all those rooms with all those serious competitors. I mean, even before season two, we saw him at those 10P qualifiers where he's just like about to rip people's arms off. Uh, I mean, he's legit. I mean, he's got insane triangle game as well as the Kimuras, et cetera. Um, and uh, as we know, he's not here to make friends. The rated R. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> He's friends with everybody. Like, like, is, like, like that ahead. rough guy that came in into season two with like, I'm not here to make friends. The New Yorker. I'm, I'm, I'm here to win this shit. He had the bubble jacket with the with the knit cap and the and the Timberlands and shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it, it was like New York for show. Yeah. Um uh, but after that, man, it's like he's like one of the funniest dudes out there. You know, it's like, how could you not be friends with this guy? You know, so he, he felt prey to to really just the PGF. I mean, you know, like unlike so many other competitions, like everyone here is just about the experience for everyone and lifting each other up and supporting each other. And so they're like, it's going to disarm you. you. You try to be frosty all you want, flinty all you want. Sorry, bud. You're part of the fraternity now. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It, it, everyone's yeah. all about each other. It, it, good, good luck trying to be angry with people. Not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, uh, another one coming back full time, Joshua Gibbs. So, you know, he's got an invite. He's not going to be an alternate to my, you know, that I'm aware of because we'll have four, four alternates. It's my understanding. So are the, are the last four picked the alternates or... So Oh wait, that, it's gotta be the is the draft. So, so the alternate. Oh shit! This is oh man. Okay, so just just you know, for the people that, that haven't tuned into our yesterday's episode yet, um, we talked about how this year's draft is somewhat of an auction draft. So yeah. we we the people won't see the behind the scenes action. So behind the scenes, behind the curtain, if you will, uh, the four coaches. We'll have a certain amount of money 
and they will be offering competitors money to get them on their team. So there might be a bidding war for some people. Um, but that, as I brought up yesterday, that begs the question, okay, so what's the draft order? Because in season three, the last four drafted were the bench players, were the, the replacements. Go ahead. I was just going to say, how is this going to work? Is there a cap per player? Because let me say this. Let's say, let's say the coach throws 75% of their budget to get whoever they believe is the top player this season. And that means you only got 25% of your budget left. What are you going to do? You know, well, are you going to go? Are you going to go with a team of just two people? No, that, I don't know how this is going to work, man. So, so I, I, I've been thinking about this because it has been baking my noodle a little bit. Um, I mean, obviously we, we have the invite of Sean Applegate, um, yeah. but, but if he accepts, I'd be willing to bet a number of competitors that are not his his people, you know, from his from his camp, would be yeah. willing to take a hit in the pocketbook to be coached by him, because we saw in season three well, that that team then, that, then it becomes about the coaches though. This What's is that? not about the coach. Then then I say then it becomes about the coaches, and this is not about the coaches. This is about the athletes and you know putting a little cash in their pocket. You know, you know what I mean? Uh, no, I completely agree. I mean, I, no matter what. I mean, this is called the Professional Grappling Federation for a reason. Everyone will get a little bit of scratch in their pockets. But I just say there's an incentive possibly for a competitor to say, you know what? I might get a little bit more money from this guy over here. But if I get the chance to learn from this coach for a week, it might be worth it to forego as much money. I might give a discount for my services if I happen to be this person like, you know, hell, I'm, I don't like I'm essentially, that. You know, what? I said, I don't like that at all. I, I'm just, hey, I'm not making the rules. I'm just anticipating the incentives for people. And then that might be. A no, thing. no, I get, I get it. I absolutely get it. I'm just saying, I don't like that at all. Because then it becomes about, you know, guys wanting to be coached by somebody. And it's not about, you know, the athletes that are competing. You know what I mean? So I the, the different incentive structures, uh, but. To deny that there are incentives out there. Oh yeah, I mean, no, I mean know, for sure. Uh, say, say for some reason, uh, you had Downer or Gordon Ryan as coaches. You know, uh, I'd be willing to bet that that people, if they were going to be coached and, and possibly instructed off the mats by one of those two, would be willing to do it for almost nothing for the week. Because I mean, they're still going to get their 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 housing paid for, right? And 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 Brandon like at least usually takes care of a meal a day. So um, I mean. If I, you know, granted, I mean, I'm an old guy, I'm so, but if I was a competitor and I had a chance to be like, oh crap, I don't have to move to Austin. I, I gotta be, you know, you know, instructed by this guy for a week and he can look, look and coach me a little bit. That's, that's worth something. So I'm just not saying, I'm not, no, no, no. I'm not saying that it's not worth it. I'm just saying that I don't like it because it becomes about something else. <laughs> I agree that yes, that is a massive perk, but still then it's, it's something else, you know? You're right. You're gonna live. Yeah, just water down the wrong pipe. But anyways, uh, Josh full time. <laughs> it happened to me with the coffee. Yeah, uh, but just you know, can't ever can't ever forget. He was season two uh, alum. Uh, season three, he was a replacement, but became full time uh, because he had to take over for Evan Dewitt, uh, who was injured, um, and then you know uh, also won the such and such battle Rama. Uh, which we talked about uh, the combine a little bit yesterday where he was the the best uh, on the assault bike. And he showed uh, that that power and that endurance more than anything because he endured the storm that is Matthew Boyles. And so Matthew Boyles for like, I don't know, what's it, four or five minutes, like just gave everything he had, just kept attacking, kept attacking. And, you know, full time, just, you know, Gibbs just, just like, kept weathering that storm and eventually like, wore him down and got him with that Dars, um, which one of the most exciting matches, I think, in PGF history. So uh, full-time is, is always game. Uh, he's amazing. He, he's obviously a fan favorite. He's a roommate of ours. <laughs> so obviously I'm biased a little bit, but uh, he's, he's solid gold. Uh, so happy he's back. For sure. Another guy making a comeback and possibly one of the smallest guys in the group, the rock troll, Maximus Jolly. It was so funny because 
when we, you know, when, when 185 was kind of like ballied about during, during season four, you know, with the finale, we're talking about that. Uh, I, I was talking to him and he always, he always has his coach from uh, Upper Cumberland MMA uh, uh, over there, 10th line at Cookville. Uh, like, Hey, you know, 185, you know, can you, can you, what are you thinking? And it's goes like, no, 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 he's too small. It's too small. Uh, and I was like, well, Mario Gayor came out for 205, you know, the, that first season, et cetera. Um, you know, and uh, the rock troll Maximus prime jolly. He's just game. You know, he, you know, in, in, in his game is okay to take against bigger guys because, you know, much like Quadzilla, David Evers, which he loves to call out every time he gets a chance. Um, I mean, he's a breaker most of the time. I mean, he, he, you know, so his body, which is small, but muscular as can be, uh, is, is going against, you know, your leg or your arm. And so just like in pure jiu-jitsu style, uh, the idea is like his technique is going to go against your size and strength. And he's exciting. He's explosive. And he really took PGF season four by storm. So I'm, I'm pumped. This can be so happy. He's so much fun on the mic and in our interviews. Uh, I, I'm very happy he's back. Right on. Uh, the rookies, bro. Uh, this guy is kind of a rookie for the PGF, but he's he had an invite for uh, for the previous season. He just got injured and couldn't make it. And now he's good to go. Carson Thickpen, you know, the stash. He's coming. You know, he's he's excited about being back and, and competing. And listen, we've seen him at, at the qualifiers. He's either winning big or going down, you know, big. He don't give a shit. He's, he's just there to, you know, kill or be killed. The Spartan said, come back with your shield or come back on it. And 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 Carson Thigpen, the porn stash man, uh, has, has embraced that. <laughs> Uh, fully. I mean, you guys all seem to love his stash, so let's call it out. Uh, out of Henzo Gracie, Nashville, uh, got Sean Williams coaching him up there, just like, you know, obviously uh, insanely mastermind person there. Uh, and he he is all about those leg locks. He is fearless. Uh, he's got this quick twitch muscles from being, uh, you know, uh, a college baseball player. He was actually a pitcher. That's crazy. Like, again, somewhat of a, you know, think about college pitchers, baseball pitchers, like the freaking head cases that they're all about like, you know, really game, really competitive. And sir, that is him. That is Thigman. He is all about it. He, he is going to bring it every single time. Um, it's a little bit interesting uh, because obviously, you know, going, going for the last one, uh, 155, he was going to cut a lot of weight. Uh, so it was yeah. going to be hard, but he, but he was going to be one of the biggest guys there. So now it's a little bit different because he's, he's basically going to be not cutting any weight. I mean, you know, you know, he lifts a lot, so he might bulk up a little bit to cut a little bit. But I mean, he's not going to be one of the biggest guys, most likely. And so he's had to change his game from being like a huge dude to now he's a little bit faster, perhaps. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how he goes with that. But either way, he will make it a match every single time, no doubt about it. For sure, for sure, we're looking forward to it. You know, we were kind of disappointed last season that we didn't get to see him compete, but definitely. Yeah, he's ready. He's pumped about it. I've, you know, I talk to him every once in a while over Instagram and whatever. So I know, I know he's fired up. Uh, a guy that we kind of know nothing about. I mean, we know him, but we don't know a lot about, you know, his competition. There's not much stuff about him out there. So you're Griffin. Well, there, there's maybe like a clip here, a picture there, and that's it. So his but, social media game is, go ahead. Consensus is that he's a killer. Yes, his social media game is is not very good. Um, no, sorry, Sawyer, um, but I'll tell you from when I went out to season two uh, finale for that, and was on the mats with him there, uh, and then when I went out for for season four, oh god, he's improved so much. He yeah. he legit would you know from like me like you know having a shot at him uh, in season two, and then season four him just smoking me. I got it. I'm, I'm a middle-aged old man. I got it. Okay, fine. But the point is, when you grapple somebody, you get to know them a little bit. Uh, and, and and much more, much like Jackson Sprias talked about him, you know, him being the goofy guy off the mat, and then when he gets on the mat, he is a killer. Like the the the, the switch gets flipped. That he finds his true element. Um, and and I'm I, I'm excited for him because I think a lot of people, a lot of us practitioners, that might be called so-called hobbyists. Um, 
even though he's not really a hobbyist, but I think we can all identify a little bit with him that he, he found his place in jujitsu. You know, he, he still like got his job nine to five, et cetera. But then he found that thing that really ignites him, that, that really allows him to be himself, um, to flourish. Uh, and I'm excited to see that. And I think he's getting a lot of fans for that. For sure. And, and another guy, we just had him on the pod, uh, Anakin. He's also, you know, there's not much on him out there. You know, you just have a few little <clears throat> snippets and, you know, the information that we got from BMAC was that he was destroying the, the Phoenix Open in the absolute division. You know, his matches were like pretty much under a minute. And and he told us, you know, I, I trained at a McDojo basically for like eight years. And then I made the decision to go train with these guys out of a garage. And my game just exploded, you know? So... Yeah, so the Subhounds uh, training out of that garage, uh, looking at Subhounds, uh, they said, hey, man, uh, you're young. You're obviously, you know, got some skills. Uh, however, you're, you're rolling with some 90s jujitsu. <laughs> so they kind of pushed him from that like, dojo. He went to the garage and he's just been on fire. Uh, like he, he came on the pot, obviously, and he said, like, you know, the ADC Open in, in Phoenix really opened up a lot of doors. So even though we don't have a whole lot of footage on him now, it seems like every weekend uh, from now until the BGF, he will be competing. Um, and well, he, he was at the Chicago and, Open. That, I concur. That's what I was about to say. He, he, was, like, he was just there in Chicago Open, and, and other people were like, wow, he's, he's legit. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's, he's uh, channeling a little bit of uh, David Goggins saying he has, he has to carry the boats uh, for his Subhounds crew because he's one of the younger guys and one of the more competitor uh, friendly guys right now. So um, I think we, we both concurred that um, I'd be willing to buy 100 bucks right now. He makes the top eight for sure. Oh, shit. So Damn. if someone wants to, want to get, wants to get some action, uh, I'll take it. But, I, I, I would take it, but I, I believe that he'll be in the top eight as well. So well, where I, are I'm, you not gonna, I, I'm not, I'm not going to bet against you. So <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I agree. Default. Yeah. Homer Simpson's two favorite yeah. words. Uh, another new guy, Joey Buttersmooth Werner who apparently has an awesome uh, Instagram and it's not even jujitsu related. It's just, uh, it's called butter smooth uh, moves. Yeah. Yeah. It's all over the place. It's, it's really cool. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's funny because like butter smooth moves is like the antithesis of epic fails. You know, all those epic fails, people trying things and they're like, they just like, you know, obviously fail, but better smooth moves. Like people's like, Holy crap. Look, look what they did. Well, you just to give you an explanation, a better explanation. Okay. Guys walking is walking with like, you know, bunch of wood on, on his shoulders up, up a ladder onto like a roof of a house. And you see him step on the roof and like immediately like stumble and rolls off and lands on his feet, still holding the wood. <laughs> All kinds of crazy. <laughs> so that's the problem. Like when, when he was announced to us as like John, uh, Joey butter smooth. I'm like, Okay, not a lot to, to work with here as far as like yeah. cyber stalking. So I saw Brother Smooth uh, moves like, okay, purple belt, check. Uh, uh, what's they give me? But then we, you know, obviously got the the clips of him talking to, to Brandon McCatherine BMAC at the, you know, when he went live for the, the ADCC Phoenix qualifier. Um, right. And it was great. So I found out, you know, it was, he was, uh, uh, pardon me, uh, he's called the Darth Knight by his gym. Um, one love grappling arts in Phoenix is, is where he's at. Uh, it's apparently a commercial real estate agent. Um, but you know, again, one of those things where somebody that, that has a presence online, he has, a uh, has a, um, pardon me. He has his own competition, uh, brother smooth. I think about that, their, their second one. Uh, he also has a podcast, which I've watched a little bit of, so he should be really fun on the mic. Uh, but you know, really excited to learn more about him. Right on. I, you know, we're not going to talk to you guys about Jacob Lamar or Matthew Deweese because we did a podcast with them yesterday. So if you guys are interested, you guys can go, you know, listen to it. It was episode 141 of the McDojo show or episode 81 of the PGF insiders. Uh, we talked to them yesterday, so we're going to skip them and move on to uh, Paul Bari, who, you know, we talked to him a few weeks ago, also on the pod. Uh, Former soccer champion with the Jacksonville Armada, of the, their JV squad, I guess. Semi-pro. What they are. Yeah, yeah semi-pro. Okay, cool. 
So, and, and, you know, it's a guy that found jujitsu basically during COVID because he was fucking bored and now he's competing in the PGF. The fuck? I mean, how funny is it that, that so many gyms are able to, to stay open um, during, during that pandemic? Uh, somehow the people that were actually like as close as possible to each other uh, were, were the ones that were healthy. <laughs> but um, who knew? Who knew? Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, he, he was thinking about doing MMA and boxing and then somebody told him, hey, no, 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 seriously, you got to check out this 10th Planet uh, Jacksonville. And he did. Um, you know, I think you remember he talked about how about six months in, he had that like, you know, white belt, like, man, I'm getting smashed and smashed and smashed. And so he went back. OK, well, shoot, I got to go back to soccer, do a little more semi pro. He's like, you know what? No, no, I, I get the bug. Uh, so he came back to jujitsu. Um, very long individual, so he is. I think he's probably at least as tall as Elijah. Uh, obviously, a young man that's jacked. So we'll see. He's very athletic. He's obviously a blue belt, so he has a lot of potential for growth. Uh, a lot, you know, but but also being so athletic and and conditioned, got a chance to to do some upsets, right? I believe so. So you know, anytime those guys from Duval compete, I can't help it, bro. You know, got to support. Got to support those boys from Duval. So uh, a guy that we we kind of know a little bit about, you know, coming into the PGF. We, we, we kind of met him when he was doing the Mid-South Classic for uh, Stephen Aiken and, and Isaac. Uh, Nick Creighton from uh, he was at, uh, I want to say 10 Planet somewhere in Minneapolis. St. Paul. But St. Paul. St. Paul. But apparently he's moved on from 10 Planet and gone and trained with who? Dante DeLeon at Adamas Jiu-Jitsu in Toledo, Ohio. Uh, so it's interesting. It's, it's kind of like our last champion, uh, Reese Lefevre, went from One Nation in Nashville uh, down right. the new wave. Uh, you know, Nick Creighton uh, took the jump, took the chance, and now he's moved to Toledo, Ohio, just just to get to you know a more you know a, a room with more competitors in it. Uh, again, Dante DeLeon, good lord, uh, Adamas. I mean, that's also the gym I think. Uh, that that Nilo, the truth virginer, came from. <clears throat> Pardon me, in season one, uh, but a lot of killers in there. Uh, and again, showing the willingness to to make that change uh, that means a lot. Um, so uh, he he, I, I think it was funny that when he came from Minnesota, uh, driving all the way down to Perry, Georgia, uh, camping in like a, a dang state park or something, um, you know. But then just like took everyone's legs. Uh, and then I also think it was really funny that I was like, wait a second, I know this guy. And then, of course, Wallow over here was like gaslighting me, saying, brother, I don't know about this whatsoever. We, we never talked to him. And then, um, yeah, yeah, we interviewed him. And, and Wallow was just over there laughing his keister off. I'm like, <laughs> so Nick's like, yeah, man, we, 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 you interviewed me. I'm like, I thought so. Thanks, Wallow. <laughs> So I get hazed all the time on the show. I don't know if you, the people's know. <laughs> You're still the new guy, bro. <laughs> Until we get somebody else. I'm a FNG forever. Listen, once we get a, a fourth co-host, then, you know, the, the jokes are going to be switched to, to that new person, you know? And then, you'll be, then, huh? okay. and, and then you'll be in and all the jokes because you'll be part of it. <laughs> um, a guy that Listen, super young. I have no idea who he is. Again, guys, we apologize. We don't know all the grapplers in the Southeast. So as you become part of the PGF family, then, then yeah, we'll get to know you. But uh, Landon Turterville. 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 Uh, you can't know him. He's only 19. Bro, listen, like it, it might be like against the law for me to be watching like his jujitsu videos. He's, he's a kid. Come on. <laughs> I could say exactly why it would be against the law, but that would be nasty. So, um, it's uh, a teenager, it, 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 you know? like, anyway, let's not go there. Uh, so yeah, he's out of Fathom BJJ in Highland, Illinois, <clears throat> uh, just outside of St. Louis. Uh, so he learned about the PGF from Mario Gayor, uh, obviously a PGF veteran, uh, of multiple seasons and an awesome practitioner. Um, so he's, he's only a blue belt, but man, did he look slick. Uh, I also personally love the fact that his uh, profile on uh, Smooth Comp has him in some like, you know, commission uh, style aviator glasses. Uh, so, you know, he, he maybe maybe he's going to take a shot at the, the handsome belt. I don't know. We'll see. 
Um, Listen, if 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 he's got that 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 confidence where he feels he's handsome, I would I would start running shit on on Kevin Sherrill right away. You think you're handsome, bro? Take a look at me. I'm the younger version of you. You know <laughs> that kind of shit. Be like, you're on the way out, bro. I'm on the way in. Yeah, he he had a, a heck of a, a showing. Uh, he only had one decision, which was against his, the eventual guy that he took out uh, in the finale uh, of the qualifier. Uh, but you know that that Nashville qualifier is is always a game competition. A lot of really good people come in there. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and for him to to show up at the Nashville qualifier and win, uh, that speaks a lot about you. Uh, so the last Nashville qualifier we had. Uh, it was uh, Dane Leak was the winner, and he was the eventual uh, runner-up for season four. Um, so if you can follow those footsteps, that's a that's a heck of a statement for a blue belt. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna see, man. There's a, competition's gotten stiffer and stiffer. Uh, there's, you know, I don't think we're gonna see many dunks. I think that we're gonna see. I don't think we even have any white belts this year. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think we've had any white belts in season one, technically, right? Um, well, we had uh, so, Judo so, Justin, uh, season Judo two, Justin Williams and um, and 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 um, and Samurai, uh, were both blue belts, I believe. Um, I thought Justin Williams was a white belt, mm. and Kiahi was also white belt in season one. Well, I'm saying since season one, so since season yeah. uh, 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 the well, the last one would have last, last one would have been season two. If, if if Justin Williams was was a white belt, um, I thought he was. That's okay. We'll, we'll we'll go look back at the records. I mean, I thought we we both know he was he was a black belt in judo, hence the judo Justin Williams. Yeah. Um, but I thought he was a. Well, blue listen, belt. we have we have to do the research anyway because we got to f- get those stats. <laughs> so I'm sure I'm sure we'll confirm at the, at some point. We're gonna be doing a lot of watching the old PGF, which is good. Get us ready. Listen, uh, I think that we should just uh, post out the articles and the fantasy scores and take the stats from there. Maybe I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So the the problem is that in season one, I started doing the fantasy recap around season six. Well, then we'll watch season one and then just refer to you know two, three, and four to 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 the to the write ups. Because honestly, the write ups are just going to tell you, okay, this dude won. This is how we won. So it'll be win, loss, six, three, you know, and then we'll average the kill and break ratios. Okay. So order operations, I'll go back from season four backwards and see what I can do. Um, I, I think I pretty religiously wrote down the results, but, you know, season. We'll talk, we'll talk yeah. about it about the, after right. the pod, right. you know, what Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We're Sorry. It's, it's like, yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting ahead of each other anyway. Uh, yeah. So two qualifiers left. LA Huntsville uh sign up. You want to compete, man? The, the the guaranteed way to be in is to win one of those qualifiers. If you're going to rely on an invitation, then you might be sitting there for for a while. I don't know. You know, especially since a lot of the invites are coming out of these ADCC opens. So you got 2 weeks to prepare for the 10th planet uh uh HQ qualifier in Los Angeles. So you still get in there. We got Brave Little Spidey already claimed a spot. He's an entrant, so watch out. Excited to see him out there. Um, so again, uh, September 24th uh, in Los Angeles, 10 PHQ qualifier. And then one last one after that on the books, October 7th, Huntsville. Uh, as Wall pointed out, uh, some killers out of there, including, including the season three champ, David Evers, coming out of there. Um, so there you go. That, that's the last two on the books. You win those, you got a spot. Other than that... Maybe you start stalking uh, the commission and figuring out which, uh, you know, ADC, ADCC opens he's going to be at or wherever he's going to be commenting. Uh, and, and then maybe make a showing Show there. out. Yeah. That's going to be the only way because there's not going to be any other qualifiers for you to impress. Yep. But anyway, uh, we just wanted to do a quick, you know, brunch episode and, you know, do, do a roster review because we haven't done it last month or so. We've had a guest, which is fine, you know. We want to have these guys on so you guys can get to know him and, and you know, his people and his squad and all that. And uh, see if that's going to be the guy that you're going to be cheering for. You know, I'm going to be cheering for everybody. I mean, obviously, they all can't they all can't win. But 
I don't care, man. It's it's gonna be fun. So I'm just there to have a good time and watch great jujitsu and you know, hang out. It's hey, any final fun. thoughts before we it's, go? So obviously, uh, we ran over the roster here. If you want, if you want to read about it, go eggheadwarrior.com. So just uh, you know, concatenate my name there. dot com. Uh, the, the first post there pinned is just the explanation of the PGF, but the one next to it is the roster rundown. So just scroll down if you want to get to that. Um, this is legit. This is this is exciting. This is our favorite time of year. This is why we are the PGF insiders. Um, because you know, as as Brandon would say, you know, are are these the the, the best competitors in the world? No, because because you just give it to Gordon Ryan, right? He was like, here, congratulations. Um, but these people are people that are hungry, people that are exciting, exciting to watch. That 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 and, and the rule set. The rule set is you know, the first revolutionary thing that that Brandon uh, McCatherine and, and Conscious Keelan did was the rule set, where six minute matches. So if you get the one in a hundred, that's kind of a stinker. You got six minutes and you're fine. Um, but realistically, again, those other ninety nine are action packed because everyone has an incentive to go for a kill or a break. They have to get a submission or else they lose. A draw is a loss. And so every incentive is on action. Uh, but, but even more than that, uh, still somewhat, I mean, and definitely for season one, it was revolutionary, but the camera being on that gimbal, being on like you know, the, the, the people that are actually watching this and, and doing the camera work for us are jujitsu practitioners. They are people that know what's going on. And so you are always seeing the action. So if you want to see how stuff really plays out in real life, the best views you will have will be in the PGF because they will show you what, where the action is. Like, like when you get instructions you know, on the mat, on, uh, you know, from your coaches, you move around so you can actually see what's going on. Guess what? They're doing it for you here. Um, so it's not like that one old static cam stuff we used to have, you know, back in the day where it's like, Oh, what are they doing over there? No idea. No, you're right there in the action. These camera guys are, are, <laughs> are dodging heels and stuff. When, when people are backstepping, um, it, it is, you're right there. And, and also, as far as interaction, you know, we're going to have the fancy lead back again. That's lots of fun. So you get more invested. Uh, you're also going to have the live chat. Hop on the live chat. It's all live on Brian McCatherine's YouTube channel. So get in there. And guess what? The commentators, they interact with you. How do I know this? Unless you say something gonna be, dumb. Because somebody's yeah. going to be reading the, the chats and, and going to be interacting with you. So you ask a question. You know what? Chances are, maybe I know if it's a if it's a background question about somebody, but if it's about a technique, guess what? I'm going to throw it over to a dang black belt, uh, and and they're going to explain what's going on. And and I have no problems asking you know stupid questions because you know that that's how we all learn. So this is the most interactive competition out there for submission grappling. If you hop in and you invest a little bit of time, you're a part of the community. Pardon, I went on a little rant there, but it's. Obviously, we're passionate about it, folks. This is not an exclusive show, uh, you know, thing. It's it's inclusive. We welcome mm-hmm. everybody, you know? That's right. So if you want to get on the chat and, you know, just don't be a dick. Don't, don't, don't be commenting dumb shit. I'll say it right now. Don't be, a, don't be that dumbass. You know, come in and, 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 and become part of it. Don't, don't be the dude that's, you know, being a troll. We don't like that shit. We'll call no, you but, out on it, too. So, again, to that point you will have a, an opportunity to actually shape the game some. If you like what somebody's doing, you can super chat them, throw them a little bit of bones, say, hey, man, you're doing great work. Uh, we've had times in the past where a question was, you know, was it, what, is it a text executioner? Is it a, cho- you know, is it a kill uh, or, or is it a break? And guess what? Right. The commissioner said, what does the chat say? And so the people, you got to decide how it was scored. On a rule. Exactly. Yeah. On, a, on a rule change, by the way. Because the, the, the executioner now, it's a kill. It's not a break anymore. It's six points. Because what so. the people said, uh, you know, the people were also ones that, that first made the, the, the battle Rama happen. So the last four people that were picked, people were like, well, you know what? They're not getting as many matches. They should have a showcase. And so the people. Put down a thousand bucks. Yes. You out there uh, are the ones that got behind it and said, you know what? We need to have something for them. And as we just talked about earlier, Full-time Joshua Gibbs uh, versus Matthew Boyle is probably one of the most exciting matches in the PGF history uh, was the finale of the Battle Rama. And it happened because of you. So I'm just saying, 
during the Shock Week of Jiu-Jitsu, October 29th through November 4th. It's going to be live every day, and it is going to be so much fun. I hope you join us. It's going to be a blast. Will we see a battle rama too with the alternates? Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. But on that note, we're out of here, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll catch you Friday. Oh, no. What is it? Saturday we're doing? Yeah. We do Saturdays uh, with whoever we, you know, get as our guests. We'll let you know, you know, when that happens. But uh, we'll see you for, uh, next week, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> We were Friday's forever since what's gotten screwed up. Yeah,